Okay. Oh no, don't get sad. You don't get sad. Too late. We've done been sad. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week's episode, which is sponsored by Crying. (laughs) Crying, accessible to you all hours of the day and night, in your car, in your gym, with your friends, with your mom. Crying. Everyone's friend. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia slash not in Asia anymore. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Big? Well, White, this is a very special episode, and it's going to be a little bit a little bit bittersweet, I think. Um, this is our very last episode ever. We'll give you guys a second to pause and cry or, you know, whatever you need to do. Take a moment, gather yourself, come back, and we'll, we'll talk a little more. Definitely doing that for the listeners and not for us. <laughs> We're definitely not crying right now. Don't give away our secrets, White. <laughs> <laughs> We're laying it all out on the table today, folks. Yeah, sort of a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is episode number 70, and it's our very last episode of the podcast. I mean, I think at the end we are going to have a big time of being grateful and maybe tearing up a little bit, but I just want to start the episode with some joy and gratefulness too, because can you believe we've been doing this for almost three years? That's crazy to me. And it's been almost like exactly three years too. Right. Yeah. You just texted me the other day, like, I think today is the day we decided to do the podcast three years ago. Yeah. Yep. How wild is that? Like, I think as of, like, three days ago slash three years ago, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We were wandering around a field in Nepal, and we were like, wait a minute, are we going to actually do this? Are we going to create a podcast? Yeah. And uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but we did end up doing (laughs) a podcast. Oh, boy, did we ever do a podcast. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's been pretty great, and we decided for this very last episode, we wanted to mirror something that we did at the very beginning of the podcast. So for our second ever episode, we just took turns asking each other questions, and we're going to do the same thing for this episode. The questions will be very different, obviously. We looked back at our old questions, and they were pretty funny. <laughs> like, ooh, who was I back then? I don't remember. We were very different than we were three years ago. <laughs> and, like, the beginning of a podcast versus the end of a podcast, having done it for three years, wildly different. Wildly approach, different, Let's yes. say. <laughs> oh, if you boy. haven't listened to that episode in, like, three years... 
then go back and listen to it and be like, man, why did I ever start listening to this podcast? <laughs> See, <laughs> well, we don't have I to like listen to that episode again since we published it. I don't... Oh, I did yeah. in preparation for this episode. Oh, and it my was gosh. Pretty funny. <laughs> but I just I just had a thought that like we can just we don't have to advertise ourselves anymore, you know, make people like want to keep listening to the next episode. <laughs> so we can just like <laughs> we can talk this about how terrible. terrible it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll put a note in like the name of this episode, like don't start with this one if you're new to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> And if you did start with this one, like, way to go, you rebel. <laughs> Are you one of those people that listens in backwards order because you might want to see a doctor? <laughs> Do you open the last page of a book first? Are you one of those people? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, I'm super excited to ask you my questions and see, yeah, what kind of stuff you have to say. Yeah. But before that, let's just. Let's continue with our normal thing that we do. So we don't want to confuse people on the last episode. So <laughs> tell me, how are you, White? How was your week? What's up with you? Oh, man. You know what? I am doing pretty good. Yeah? So. That's good news. Let's see. We've both been back in the States for five months. Yeah. Almost six months. That's so um, crazy. So crazy. And like even today, like I was driving home from the gym and I just had this realization that I'm like, I know where to go. Like I don't have to think about this. I'm not like, okay, because I moved to a new city right? that I had never lived in before. And so I like had to get to know the whole city and driving around and how to get places and blah, blah, blah. But, like, today I was like, I just did it without thinking about it. And I was like, that feels so good. <laughs> Sometimes you don't realize how tiring something is until it's not tiring anymore. And you're like, man, I've been putting a lot of effort into that. I'm so glad that I can rest from that particular stress right now. Yeah, that's a good point. It's moved. A lot of stuff has moved into the automatic part of your brain. Yeah. So I have actual, like, more energy yes. that I can use for other things. So I just moved into a new house. I'm house-sitting for somebody for two and a half months, and that's been really fun. As I just talk about, like, I just – it's automatic for me to go places. I'm like, I just have a brand <laughs> new place that I now have to navigate in a new neighborhood that I've never lived in before. Um, but no, it's going really, really well. Yeah. I have room to spread out, like, little um, glimpse into reality for you guys. We are how many, like, I don't know, 3,000 miles apart, Yeah, Big and I, but we both are recording from closets. <laughs> We're both sitting on the floor of a closet <laughs> in our respective states. Yes. And, um, and the closet that I'm sitting in is bigger than... The space that I have been calling home, like the space in the room that I've been living in for oh the last five months. That's so insane. Well, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Super congrats to you. That's exciting. Thank you. Yep. We're making it. We're making it, aren't we? <laughs> we really are. <laughs> Moving on up in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Oh, man. What about you? Well, 
Yeah, I am uh, also in a new place, but just for a short time. I'm dog sitting for my cousin who lives in another city in LA. Um, she she lives in Pasadena. For those of you who are familiar, and Pasadena is amazing, so I'm pretty happy to be here. But the really exciting thing that I wanted to tell you about my week is this will only make sense. I like to a very narrow population, but I need to talk about it. It's like burning inside of me. So in the Patton part of Kathmandu, like in Sanipa, there is this restaurant called Fine Dining and Car Wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only automatic car wash in all of Nepal, right? I think so. At least it was when it came. When it yeah when when they started it, <laughs> when it came <laughs> just descended upon Lalitpur like. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah, that's always been kind of a delight to us and sort of a little inside joke. Um, fine dining and car wash because in our American minds, those two things do not go together Mm-mm. at all. Mildana. <laughs> but yesterday. I looked up this restaurant on Yelp near my parents' house, and it looked so good, and it had, like, 4.95 stars. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I got to try this place. And um, it's called, like, California Fair, so they have sort of, like, kind of Mexican-y things and also, like, a lot of breakfast stuff, burgers, smoothies. I had this amazing green tea coconut ginger drink mm. that blew my mind. So I was like, this place looks great. So I'm like following the directions there. And I'm like, is it, is it in a gas station? <laughs> like, what is happening? So I like pull up to the address and I look and like, there's the restaurant. And it's like just a walk-up window. Like you can't sit inside. And then I turn to my right and there's an automatic car wash. <laughs> so good. So I bought an incredible breakfast burrito and an amazing drink and then I got my car washed. In oh, the heck car yes. Wash. That is such a good morning. I just felt like this deep connection to Nepal that I've been missing for months. Yeah. And it felt so good. <laughs> oh, super congrats to you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you guys just happen to be in Nepal, you need to go to that restaurant because it's very classy. Like, they put the napkins in your lap, kind of classy. And you can get your car washed there, <laughs> which is very classy in Nepal because not that many people own cars. So That's true. Cars are really expensive, yeah. so it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. In Nepal, it totally makes sense. In America, it does not make sense. does not so. make sense, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Especially as a place to get a really good breakfast burrito and a drink involving green tea and ginger. Yeah. Would not have seen that coming. Perfection. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's time to get to our questions. Okay. Um, uh, how do you want to do this? I don't, we don't really talk about it. Do you want to, like, take turns? <laughs> um, I mean, in general, I feel like that's a good approach. Because otherwise, we're just <laughs> talking over each other. No one can even hear a word that we say for the whole last episode. I can do it so, like, one person is talking in one ear and the other person is talking in the other ear. Oh, good. <laughs> People could have us in stereo. <laughs> and then they would know what it's like to actually hang out with us when no one is editing our words apart. That is very true. Because Especially because, like, every time we hang out with someone, we place them in the middle of us, <laughs> and then we only talk to each other. 
<laughs> it's just a little quirk we have, but people say they like it. We still have friends somehow. <laughs> <laughs> they all have hearing loss, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so in the original episode that we're basing this off of, like one of us would ask the other the question and then we would also answer the question ourselves. Oh, I am unprepared to do that, but I'll come up with answers real quick. Ooh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, because in the original episode we were all unprepared. Oh, were they like, all like on the fly? Uh pretty much. Like we didn't tell each other what the questions were gonna be. And then oh. we'd also like every couple minutes be like, ah, I should have come up with an answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby white and big podcasters not preparing themselves. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Now we know better. <laughs> now we know to pretend it's a surprise. But exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, White, I have a totally surprise question for you that you've never heard before. What? What could it be? <laughs> um, my first question for you is, what Nepali phrase do you keep saying in your head? Or, like, what is kind of stuck there that you wish you could use here in America or when you're speaking English? Oh, man. I like this. I like this question because there's some phrases in the brain. But they are not the kind of phrases that I would have thought when I actually was moving back. Like, Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't understand... I, I don't understand neurology, you know, like what's <laughs> happening in my brain. So weird. Um, but the one that I've been saying to myself most frequently recently is like, like, oh, it's nothing. Oh, interesting. Which is something that I would say in Nepal. Yeah. But like, it's not like it's easier to say than right. nothing yeah. or it's nothing. Yeah. Like the syllables of English are less than they are in the <laughs> Nepali phrase, but it's like it keeps happening, Yeah, which is really obnoxious because I don't know anybody in my city who speaks Nepali. Yeah. So yeah. that sucks. Um, so Kepanitaina and then also Mildena. Mm, Mildena really is one. just such a good yeah, phrase. Like doesn't. Fit doesn't match, doesn't. Yeah, yeah we don't really have an equivalent. These things in do not agree with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's good. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just use all of our languages and everyone would be able to understand what we mean? Ugh, that would be the dream. <sighs> oh, well. What are we, Europeans? <laughs> uh, what it. about you? Um, yeah, two come to mind for me. One is. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it is mm-hmm. and the other one i feel like i don't necessarily want to say it in nepali but i just love the phrasing which you used for the the car wash which is like having something come yeah you know i feel like i use that all the time and it's it's not so weird that people don't understand me but i do notice sometimes people like kind of giving a little like mm? <laughs> like, that was a weird way to say that but i get where you're going with it. <laughs> you know, like, and it's like it's just everything everything you know weather comes yeah uh i'm trying to think of more examples i can't think of other examples of things that <laughs> everything does ideas come yeah. um 
feelings come. I mean, we sort of say that in English, but mm-hmm. yeah. not not to the uh, quite the degree that we would in Nepali, though. Yeah, it's one that I'm not. I don't plan to let go of. <laughs> yeah, like you probably shouldn't go up to somebody in English and be like. Oh, to you, does Nepali come? Like, don't do that, because that's weird. Reserve some things for your second language or third language, but... Well, I can say it to special people like you. Yeah. Yeah. Does it still come? I don't know. Less and less. It should make you feel good that some part of you is still consistent, because one of the... One of the questions from the original episode was, what's your favorite Nepali word? And the verb aunu was your favorite Whoa. Nepali word. So Look at me. The love runs deep. It does. This is, we're in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I have a lot of commitment to aunu. <laughs> cool. Okay, it's my turn. Alrighty. Okay. My question for you, in light of the fact that we are still in the middle of transition man i hate that word we use it so so often and i hate it but there's no better word anyway in the midst of like living in america as a new thing Mm -hmm. what is your current guilty pleasure or coping mechanism that you've been doing I have so many. I feel like I don't know how to narrow it down. Ooh, tell me. <laughs> okay. Just, like, list them off real quick. Okay. Um, so the TV show Supernatural, which oh, okay. if you guys don't know, ran for 15 years. So Man. I'm going to be coping with that one for a while. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, monsters and dramatics that are so unrelated to my life. It's very soothing. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I mean, whiskey, obviously. Did we have to say that one? Mm. I've been doing a lot of crosswords. I paid for the New York Times subscription. Wow. And my friend also did. So we, like, text each other about it all the time. And it's (laughs) amazing. (laughs) I'll just get this text, like, randomly. Did you do Thursdays yet? I can't figure out the theme. (laughs) What do you think 33 down is? I don't know. weirdly soothing but I think actually my favorite one that I was totally thinking about before you even asked this question is this phone game it's called two dots Hmm. and I realized the other day that I've been playing that game for at least three years maybe four because at the beginning of the podcast I remember talking about it like we talked about phone guilty pleasure stuff and you talked about Instagram, and I talked about two dots, and I'm still playing that same wow. stupid game. <laughs> I'm on level, like, 1800 or something like that. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm so impressed. I'm impressed by your attention span, too, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, 15 seasons of a show? Goodbye. <laughs> and then, like, level, what did you say, 1800? <laughs> Uh, I didn't even know there were that many numbers, so I don't know how I feel about that. We all cope in our own different ways. Yeah, that exactly is my coping mechanism. That I Flitting from thing to thing. I really, really do. It's, oh, man. It is what it is. It's doing so. Yep, exactly. What are you going to do? Well, what are your coping mechanisms, Wait. Um, other than everything, 
if I'm flitting from thing to thing. My coping mechanism right now is that I am learning a lot of new things. Yeah, that's like, a coping mechanism? <laughs> I know, it's really weird. exhausting. I don't know. I don't know why I do it, but I can't stop. <laughs> I really cannot stop. So I'm like, I'm training for a triathlon right now. So I'm like, I can't really do freestyle swimming oh. at all. Uh-oh. Because I grew up in rural Arkansas, and I learned to swim in rivers. So, like, it was kind of not applicable. So I'm, like, learning to swim in pools for the first time in my life. And I'm, like, doing road biking, which is super fun and very different than, like, mountain biking, which I'm way more comfortable at. And, yeah, I'm just learning lots of new things. I have, like, all these, like, courses that I'm doing as part of, like, being a personal trainer and coach. Yeah. Which is really fun. And I just, I think my coping mechanism for not really having a lot of stability in my life right now is that I just am just filling up my days with, like, lots of new information. So Mm. I, like, constantly am reading. I read a lot of nonfiction books. And I also, like watch a crap ton of YouTube and have been binging some shows on (laughs) Netflix and stuff, you know, like less healthy coping mechanisms as well. I also have a contain a canister of whipping cream, whip, whipped, whipped cream. A canister (laughs) of whipped cream? You know, like the kind. (laughs) What's that called? It's not whipping cream. It's It's, Yeah, whipped cream. Like ready whip? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, that's what I got. Welcome to America. Just shoot that straight into the gullet every couple hours. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm eating... Fruity Pebbles, again, for the, like, first time in my life. They are delightful. I was going to say They are so artificially colored. (laughs) They're so artificially colored. Like, only America would let something be so artificially colored. But gosh dang it, it draws me in like a moth of the flame. It's so pleasing to me. We all need our coping. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yep, so it's a good... It's a good mix of um, healthy and slightly unhealthy, cool. but cool, cool, cool. Everything in moderation. <laughs> that all sounds exhausting and totally unpleasant to me. So I guess this just proves <laughs> that we're different. <laughs> I know. Who knew? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it took us three years to figure that out. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really didn't. <laughs> Okay, well, I have another question for you, White. My question is, what is the most memorable animal experience you've had in Nepal? Ooh, you know, it's so funny. Because, like, you know, not like you told me that you were going to ask this or anything. But, like, (laughs) when ESP informed me that this was a topic I should talk about eventually, (laughs) I was like, I don't, I've had that many interesting animal stories. I don't know. Like, one time a feral cat got inside my apartment, and, like, that was a thing. But it's not, like, that exotic. And then I started to actually think about it, and I was like, oh. Oh, there have been some times. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of hard to answer. Let's see. Okay, if I have to, like, actually You can only decide pick one. Yeah. On one 
It's got to be the goat poop. It's got to be. It's got to be Panty the goat. Don't you think? Uh, yeah. When we were on field work together, Big and I, we met a goat. He he's he was a teenage goat. <laughs> His name was Panty. <laughs> and Panty loved to sneak inside the house. And so, one day when we were gone. Then the grandma was supposed to be watching the house, but she had to leave and Panty snuck inside <laughs> and jumped over all of our beds and snuck inside my sleeping bag and left me a bunch of little goat poop that I found only when I was completely ready to go to sleep and flipped open my bed. And then there was all this Panty poop in there. Oh, Panty. Panty, Panty the goat. <laughs> Panty the teenage goat. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a pretty good one. I was also thinking about, remember that ginormous goat that we saw? Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. It was like, like bigger than a Great Dane, like just yeah. the biggest goat and all hairy. And they like had him really well trained. He could like jump up on his hind legs. <laughs> that one. I feel like that might be my most memorable. I mean, I did get chased by a yak once, <laughs> which was also a little bit traumatic. Yes, but yes. If we're going to go with memorable, I think it was that giant goat. Yeah. So, just stuck in my mind. It Absolutely. Was so huge and fluffy. <laughs> and, like, the juxtaposition of us before seeing that goat, we were, like, all tired, and our host was like, come on, come over to this house and see this thing. And we we're like, what? what are you talking about? Come on, just come over and see it. And she like led us out to the back of the house. And there was the goat ready to perform for us. In all his majestic (laughs) glory. (laughs) So amazing. Uh, We will definitely be posting a picture on our Instagram. Yeah, we got to potentially a video because he is such a delight. Such a delight. Wonder what happened to that goat. In some, despite Nepal having tons of amazing and interesting animals, both of our most memorable moments were with goats. <laughs> Absolutely. And like baby goats and mm-hmm. and huge goats. Like we've seen the whole range of goats and yes, all of the goats. They are king. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, goats and goat poop, yeah. what was your most memorable bathroom experience you've had in Nepal? Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to tell the truth. <laughs> Am I allowed to lie? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> no, no, I won't. Okay, my most, <laughs> most memorable I feel like most of my memorable ones have to do with, like, having trouble flushing. (laughs) Mm. Yes. But, yeah, one time I was checking. So this was for vacation, not for work. And it was in the winter. And we were at Gokio Lake. And it was very cold. And um, I went to the bathroom. And (laughs) all of the things that came out of me froze to the porcelain (laughs) of the squatty. (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i had a a moment of panic (laughs) as you would like the only thing that i would use to flush would be cold water which would also freeze and just like keep having more ice build up (laughs) on top of these leather liquids that we wanted to go away um (laughs) but 
luckily, this was like, I don't know, God was taking care of me or something. I had with me my, like, Nalgene was full of warm water because we had gotten some, like, you can pay, like, for them to boil water for you. So I used all of the warm water in my Nalgene and it melted the ice away and I was able to flush everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was such a close call. It really was. Yeah, I'm a... Very glad I thought to bring the warm water into the bathroom with me. I didn't know how handy it would be. <laughs> I feel like for me, the real winning portion of that story was that you described it as all the things that came out of me. <laughs> like, that's terrifying. It's actually more disturbing to say it that way than to go into greater detail. Like, you just really leave off, like, just a cliff <laughs> leading to the possible things that we could know about you. <sighs> I won't specify. I'll just let you wonder forever, yeah. horrifically. Leave a little mystery. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I want to hear your bathroom oh. story. Yeah, I mean, I have had similar traumatic issues, but I don't I don't feel like talking about all the things that have come out of me. <laughs> not today, not right now, not in this closet. But um actually the story that came to mind, I don't know why this is the most memorable, probably because we have a video of it, but it was on Actually, it was the same village with Panty the goat. Mm. But um <laughs> The bathroom was the smallest <laughs> bathroom that I have ever been in. It was like it was three and a half feet tall, maybe four. <laughs> maybe. Like, I will, oh my gosh, we need to find the video for that. But there's a video of me coming out of it. And so you're like filming and it looks like a normal, I mean, it's like, it's a squatty. It's outside yeah. and the, the walls are... Like sheets of tin, you know. Yeah. And um and so it looks like a normal size. And yeah, then it's like normal me, proportions, so you can't tell yes. that it's small. Yeah. And then I come out <laughs> and I stand up and you realize that even my big white foot is like half the size of this squatty. And it's just oh, it just cracks me up so much. <sighs> that was a really good one. Yeah. So good. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same oh, one where, like, the, our host would, like, we would say that we had to go out to the toilet at night, and he would, like, follow us halfway down being like, wait, is it a long toilet or a short toilet? <laughs> Making yeah. sure if we needed water, you know. He's like, wait. Yeah. Like, are you just peeing or what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I need details. Viscosity. Liquid. <laughs> solid. What all is coming out of you? <laughs> I have heard stories about you, Big. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, on that note, totally not. Totally in a different direction. <laughs> I'd like to move on to the next question. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, my next question is, what store in Nepal do you wish you had access to? Oh, man. Like, if you could just live where you live now, but you could, like, go to this one store in Nepal. This one store? You wouldn't store. have to import stuff. Ugh. I miss... 
I miss my stationery shop. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, I miss the ease and comfort of just, like, just pulling off the side of the road and within, like, two seconds you're talking to somebody and being like, yo, can I have a notebook? Can I buy some envelopes? Can I get my clear bag? Mm. Like... I can't do that here. I have to, like, go to Walmart or something. Like, the parking lot of the smallest Walmart that I can go to here is, like, half the size of Kathmandu. Oh, no. That's an exaggeration, but only slightly. That's so funny. Yeah. I really miss my stationery shop. That's a really good point. I went to that place a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking outside the box, I feel like. I was thinking more like, what products do you want? But that ease and comfort, man, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for this one. I don't know. I didn't know I was going to have to answer my own questions. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say Miniso, but then I remembered that we drove by a Miniso in Hollywood. Yeah, there's one in Pasadena. I could walk to it right now. <laughs> wow. I was just thinking the other day that I wanted to go to Miniso. I feel like Miniso is only exciting in Nepal, though. Because yeah. it's just, it's not like, the products aren't that interesting. It's just no. like the only store that has that type of product, so. I think... Mm, there's so many good ones. I feel like now because if I do end up staying in America forever, I will be setting up a house. I think I want like like Dakuti or something like oh, similar. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, if you guys are unfamiliar, there's like this genre of store in Nepal, which is like artisan home goods made by women who need jobs, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, yeah, just all kinds of, like, cool different fabric products. So, like, stuff for your bed and curtains and stuff like that. And, like, really nice pottery and stuff, like, kitchen sets. And some of the more traditional, like, copper kitchen stuff, too. And rugs. Yeah. And that I feel like that stuff, that's, like, hard to bring back. Like, I can bring back a bunch of my clear bags. That's easy. But I'm like, <laughs> can I just get, like, a 12-piece? Um, dinner plate, salad plate, bowl set, and just put it in my suitcase. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's going to be a challenge, so. Uh, I have some friends that moved back to the UK with a full, like, flatware set. Really? I wow. think one or two of the plates got cracked, too. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's not very durable type of china either. That's like, true. you wouldn't want to microwave it or anything, so yeah. it's a little bit, like, probably going to break. Mm-hmm. That is true, though. I miss going and buying a nice mug. Yeah. I never thought I'd say this, but mugs, at like, if you go to TJ Maxx or something in America, the mugs are too big. Yeah. They're too big. They are too big. <laughs> like, I am terrified at those mugs. You need to go, you need to go find some, like, hippie house, like, kind of down a weird lane where the guy is just a potter and he doesn't actually make any money, but he sells, like, really cool pottery. Do you guys have those in um, Arkansas? We do, yeah. <laughs> we do. There used to be like a really amazing pottery shop in my hometown. It was so beautiful. Yeah, there you go. But you can't microwave it. There's got to be some in between. That's all that I'm saying. <laughs> like, is there an in between with like total artisan and a liter and a half coffee mug <laughs> that has like Ray done like? Believe font on it. Oh, 
Gross. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel like we're really getting sidetracked here. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> speaking of all that crap, what is your favorite thing from Nepal that you have with you here in America? <laughs> Nothing. You have some things. <laughs> I do have some things. I just, I feel like I don't like this question because it just reminds me that like 80% of my life is in another country and I can't access it because coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I hate living in two countries at once and yeah. it's hard. Yes. <clears throat> anyway. Okay, I'm done complaining and I will say... I'm just going to go, I'm going to do a little blanket statement, which is all my Latito stuff. Mm, I have good. my custom-made leather jacket that is so amazing, mm-hmm. and my buffalo hide tote bag that is just the dream. I'll never need another bag yeah. like that. It's nope. just going to last me the rest of my life, and I'm so delighted with it, and it's perfection. And thank you so much, Latito, for being the friggin' yeah. best. You guys are the best. They really are. Yeah, they are. How about you? What What's your fave? Um, I think my favorite right now are my Pila shoes. Ooh, yes. Because they're like handmade super good quality and it's like it's a slide style of shoe so like the it's a really thin sole and then just one strap yeah of a sandal yeah. going over it and like the strap is really beautiful like it's kind of like a um like the ponged in oh, style yeah. like it's striped mm-hmm. and they're just so nice yeah. and they're not made by slaves yeah which I really love about them. And a lot of people have complimented me on them too. So like they're one of those things that transition really well. Yeah. And they're, it, I mean, it's a a Nepali brand. Mm -hmm. So Pila means steps in Nepali, Mm -hmm. but it transitions really well from like looking cool in Asia to also looking cool in America, which doesn't always happen. But when it does, it does. Mm. Same with Latito, right? Yeah, totally. It's good. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm really glad you said that because that was another thing that I considered saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the next step down for me was my coasters. And I was like, well, that's dumb. No one's going to appreciate how much I love my coasters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? The thing about coasters is you use them all the time. I really I do. have a little coaster that I got on the vacation with some really good friends in Sedona. And every time, every single day I use it. And every single day I'm like... I love Sedona. I love my friends. Yeah. That was an amazing trip. Yeah. So, yeah. A plus. That is a thing. <sighs> okay. Are you ready to move on to like a little bit more, a little bit more intense, Ooh. a little bit more, a little bit more serious questions? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> Do you need to like drink some more coffee or something? First? Have we eased into it? Have we eased our listeners into it? Like. <laughs> Okay, okay, we're there. We're good. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. What is a piece of practical advice you would give to your younger self? Like talking about... I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want any, like, believe in yourself. You'll get there. You'll be really cool in four years. Like, I want practical advice. We're talking, like, like younger self when we were starting the podcast kind of younger self, not like stupid 15-year-old white. You know, I will leave it up to your interpretation. Okay. Something that I have learned recently 
is about, actually, we were talking about this the other day, but I came up with this before that. Mm. It's just been on my mind that um, I've been dealing with stress in a different way since moving here. Mm. And I think before, because I always felt like all through living in Nepal, too, like four years of living in Nepal, I always felt like I had a really low tolerance for stress. Like most people could just, you know, they're like, well, I have a lot of things on my plate, but I'm just going to pound it out and we'll be totally fine eventually, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas I would like get one extra thing on my plate and I would just be like, my life is over. I can't <laughs> do anything. Everything is completely ruined, right? <laughs> and, um, and I just get like a lot of anxiety and stuff and it was just really terrible or... Yeah, like I would get stressed out with something and just like shut down mm, totally yeah. is what would happen. Mm -hmm. And since coming here, like this actually stemmed from this book called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. And she's very smart and it's a good book, so I recommend it. But one of the things that she says in it is to like think of stress and think of kind of some of those more anxious situations, not as something that you just absolutely need to avoid, but as a sign that you're doing things that are really important to you mm. so that you're treating it really seriously. And that's why, you know, that's why you're stressed out because it's something that's really important to you. So I would love to tell younger white to not just look at any extra stress as something that is terrible or mm. that needs to be avoided at all costs, but to actually be able to embrace it and see it for what it is, which is a huge opportunity for growth and for like this really amazing thing, even of being able to do things that are scary mm. because they're important to you. Yeah. Wow. And I'm slowly getting better at that. That's so good. Yeah. What about you? Man, I don't have anything that profound to say. <laughs> Dang it. Um, I should have answered first. <laughs> um, I think mine, I'm going to keep mine a lot more simple. And I'm going to say my advice to my younger self is just call your friends. Just go over to their house. I feel like... Sometimes I can get in this, like, mindset of, oh, I have to, like, plan, mm, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, like, I have to psych myself up emotionally or whatever. So even though I have a totally free evening, I'm not going to, like, see if anyone can hang out because it's like, this is, I got to protect my time for me or whatever. Right. And I think there's a lot of legitimacy to that. Like, that is really necessary sometimes, but... I feel like if I'm thinking back, especially the last maybe like two or three years, I feel like one thing that I regret is not just spending more time with amazing people that I was friends with in mm. Nepal that now are far away from me for various reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really good. I'll try to listen to my own advice now, too. <laughs> yeah. I did that this week. I did that yesterday. Good two job. Days ago. I was texting my friend. I was like, what are you doing? Can I come over? And she yeah. was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I did, and it was amazing. I love that. Yeah. I know. you're. I mean, it's amazing that, like, even though America is kind of, or a lot of parts of America are about, like, planning ahead, like, a lot of times people have free time that they don't know what to do with. Right. 
It's a very confusing situation. And what's the worst thing that they're going to say? Like, I mean, you know, no, I want to watch Netflix. And you're going to be like, cool, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do the thing that I would have done anyway. Right, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Good job. Good self-development. Putting in the work. I really, lately, I feel like I've been feeling very developed. <laughs> That's a weird way to say it. <laughs> like, I just feel like I've had a lot of circumstances and situations in the last few weeks and months that have really highlighted, like, how much I've grown over the last, mm. I mean, five to ten years. I hope I've grown from my mid-20s to my mid-30s. But just thinking about, man, how would I have reacted to this when I was 26? Like, not as well as I'm reacting now. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, it feels really good. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm amazing. <laughs> right. It's a good opportunity to, like, have things like that come to light. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Well, speaking of self-development, mm-hmm. my next question is, what is one goal that you're currently working on? And I'm like, this is pretty ambiguous because, I mean, it could be like a short-term goal. Um, or it could be like longer term, like over six months. Yeah. What you working on? Yeah. I feel like mine is huge and scary, but I, yeah, it's to work on kind of, um, how do I want to say this? I don't know, like developing in like spiritual religious realms. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is something that's like super important to me, kind of you know, foundation of my worldview and stuff. But I have been neglecting it for a long time because it, because it's so important, it feels really hard, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like you were talking about with the stress thing, right? It's like, oh man, like this seems so important. This is like this really sort of foundational, potentially life-changing thing is thinking about like what you believe and why and what the impacts of that are on your choices. So, yeah, I've decided I'm finally brave enough to actively work on that. (laughs) Amazing, dude. So what are you doing? Yeah, I'm, well, I've, over the years, I've, you know, read some different books and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think part of it is just being more intentional about it. Like, really setting aside time um, in my week for that. So, yeah, I think, like, reading books and listening to podcasts and and really thinking about it, like, journaling and and kind of responding. Having prayer and meditation time. Mm, Yeah. Also trying to look for a church that might be a good fit for me in this area. Yes, Um, yeah. Which is, I have, like, a million choices, which makes it impossible. (laughs) But, but yeah. Um, And I'm also going to start meeting with, like, a spiritual director who's basically, it's like a counselor type person. Um, just to talk through things with. That's great. So. It's really great. Yeah. It's good, to, I think, to have a mix of, like, time with yourself, but also, like, you can get lost in your own head oh, when you're, yeah. like, trying to decide huge things like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think you're, um, yeah, like, other people in your community, like, they keep you honest, but they also sort of are your, like, structure and your foundation, right? Because if mm-hmm. it's such a big thing, if you're like, I'm just going to figure this out all by myself, then you're going to get really terrified and you're going to stop, yeah. which is exactly what I've done. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, the goal is that, I mean, it's a community is part of your 
worldview as well. Like it should oh. be leading you into relationship with people, right? Exactly. So if you come, you're like, I've made my decision. Oh, nobody likes me and I don't like anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's hard because I know it's going to be a long and slow process, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Good job. Lean into the stress. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about you? What's the goal you're working on? Yeah. Well, since yours is longer term, I'll talk about longer term, too. Well, yeah, so I've been working on, I actually also have a spiritual director that I've been Mm. working on since moving back to the States. And it's been so wonderful because, you guys, I am such an external processor. (laughs) And that's like her whole role is to just like help me externally process. I love it. I love it. Um, but my thing that I've been working on is creating more of like a, I guess you would call it like an abundance mindset Mm. because I, I tend to have like a scarcity mentality about things. Like I always think of my time being my time and my energy as like the most precious things and they are not renewable resources in my mind like they're so precious I have to conserve them you know oh yeah and I think that that's limited me a lot and then like with moving back to America and I'm like this is really freaking exhausting so if I approach my daily life in the way that I would normally do and that you know my time and energy are my most precious commodities that I need to preserve. I'm never going to make any friends. I'm never going to do like, you know, I'm never going to like reach out and like actually make a really nice life for myself because it takes too much energy and it takes too much time. So I'm like really working on right now just, I mean, trusting God for me that there's more where that came from. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, not limited. Yeah. And like, and that there's enough for me at the table too, I think. Like Mm. I'm, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but like I'm starting a whole new job in a whole new industry. Right. So I feel like terrified that I'm never going to be able to make it. So just being like, you know what, like there's enough, there's enough resources for us to be able to live on. So emotionally and physically too. Yes. So... Yeah. You'll be fine. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a work in progress. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are you ready for my last question for you? Sure. So I feel like in other episodes we've talked about like, oh, how have you changed since moving to Nepal or like what's different, whatever. But um, yeah, I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember in our last episode, we were talking about identity Mm -hmm. and how you end up having multiple identities when you live overseas. But also how your identity is so formed and shaped and defined by those around you and your community yeah, and your situation. So I was wondering, what do you think the people that know you really well, so maybe your family or close friends, like how would they say that you've changed in the last four years since you moved to Nepal? Hmm. That's a good question. I think that, like, especially my family... Like, I think in their eyes, I've I've come back, like, a lot stronger mm. than I was when I left. Because, I mean, I was pretty young when I moved to Nepal. I was, like, 20, 
four or something like that. The baby way. Yeah. But, like, Nepal is such a good place to become an adult. Yeah. Like, going to go through some trials and tribulations, but, like, in the best way if you let it, you know? (laughs) So, So I'm a lot more... Um, I'm just a lot more capable of doing things and I know that I'm capable. So Mm -hmm. like, even though moving back to America is like a scary and a new thing in a lot of ways, I'm like, I've never done this, but I'm going to dive in and do it because it's what's got to be done. You know, like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, but are they going to think that I'm being rude if I ask this question. I'm like, no, I got to make connections, and this is the best way that I see to do that. So I'm just going to go for it, you know? Yeah. And also just, like, physically stronger. I think, like, having started strength training in Nepal, Mm. that, like, that's empowering, and that changes you physically and also mentally because you're like, dang, I'm like – I'm real cool. Like, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> I can lift my own body weight, you know, yeah. <laughs> or or more. So <laughs> I think that's influenced a lot. And just, yeah, just thinking that I'm a lot more capable than I did when I left. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes me like a louder presence mm, in a room yeah. than I would have let myself be when I was younger and before Nepal. That That's a really good way of putting it. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with all those things. Um, I mean, I didn't know you before you moved to Nepal, but, like, I've seen those changes in you over the course of our friendship, so. Yeah. That's awesome. You go, girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will go. (laughs) Uh, What about you? You have a longer, longer span of time to look back on. I do, and, you know... The first thing that came to mind, I think I'm more grounded and serious. Mm. Not that I'm on average serious. I'm not a very serious person. But, you know, I think I've always naturally been very happy, very uh, optimistic and positive and, you know, outgoing, gregarious, energetic. And I still have all those qualities, but I think I've added like sort of a deeper layer that has come from sort of my faith journey that I've gone on as well as just like going through other challenges in life, you know, that um, have added a level of, yeah, I I think there's something that happens to you when you go through hard things that sort of grounds you in an interesting way. Yeah. It really makes you think about what's important and and what to value. And yeah, so I think I I have more patience for sure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think my best friend from childhood would probably say something like soulful (laughs) so funny adjective like that but yeah that's so good i'm happy with it (laughs) (laughs) i mean not to toot our own horns but like like if you think about how how different you would be if you hadn't gone through the nepal experience yeah like all those hard i mean like they were hardships that we chose but they were still hard Mm-hmm. So, well, like, not, it's so. Yeah. I was gonna I say mean, we, we didn't choose all act- of them, but we did choose to move to Nepal, yeah. which created the rest, right? <laughs> and you and you make a decision to stay in the right. hardship too. Like we we were not trapped there. We could have left. We could have quit our jobs and transitioned away, yeah. right? Right. But stuck it out for as long as we did. But yeah, it's really easy to 
just kind of get complacent mm-hmm. and just go mm-hmm. day to day. And it takes a lot of honesty and it takes bravery to be honest too, mm-hmm. to just keep making those working on yourself in that way. Yeah. And continuing the conversation. So there you that's go. Awesome. Keep working. Yep. Keep going. Man. Yep. We're doing it. We really are. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice to be able to look back and realize it was worth it, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Can you imagine? (laughs) Like, I knew that it was really great while I was doing it, while we were doing it. But I have a little bit more capacity to, like, look back at things now that I'm not in the depths of it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like, that was awesome. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So in light of that, my next question is. What would you say has been a takeaway from our last 70 episodes, from our last three years of podcasting together? What's a takeaway? Oh, man. You know, I have two takeaways. Can I cheat? Yes, absolutely. Great. Good. Yay. (laughs) Granted. I think one big takeaway is that talking about stuff is awesome. I mean, (laughs) true. But I mean, I mean, you're an external processor, so you already knew this, but I'm an internal processor. (laughs) (laughs) But I think one of the huge, huge benefits of having this podcast that I really loved is not only that we kind of talk about all these things about Nepal and what it's like to be an expat and stuff, but that we have to do it so intentionally, like, How often in your life are you like, okay, now I'm going to have a one to two hour conversation with my good friend about transitioning to a new culture. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about this point by point, you know, like it comes up in the fabric of your life, whatever. But really being intentional about it has been so cool. I don't know, though. I mean, I guess I didn't when I thought, oh, we're going to start a podcast together. I didn't think this will also have the benefits of like journaling and or maybe like writing a blog or just the things that sort of really make you like think deeply about issues yeah I think that's one thing that I really appreciated Mm -hmm. and my other big takeaway is that having an activity to do with your friend is a great way to build a good friendship yeah (laughs) because I feel like I mean we would have been friends anyway but having this podcast together you know, sort of gave us this impetus to hang out more and talk about things more. And, you know, maybe we would have gone like a couple weeks without hanging out. But when we feel like, okay, we got to record the next episode, like, not only like, do we have that sort of outside accountability of listeners wanting the next episode, but also it just, I think having a project to work on together Mm -hmm. really creates more of a bond than just like hanging out, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's been fun. And I feel like, I don't know, I've learned a lot from you. I hope you've learned some things from me. But Absolutely. Better over three years. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a thing or two. <laughs> if not, why are we friends? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What would you say? Yeah. What's your takeaway? I think you're so right. Like, especially because we've been single throughout, like, the life of our friendship. And, like, mm. if you're single, like especially a single expat, like you don't make decisions based on other people because (laughs) other people are moving around the globe and you're moving around the globe and you might be in parallel or, you know, like anyway. So you're so right. I hadn't really thought about that of like 
the fact that we had like a hobby that we started together and we've done it for three years. Yeah. There's not, I can't really think of other, maybe there are, but I can't think of other like, what other of my friends would I have, have I done that with over the last years? Like, that's just not something you do. Like, hey, right. do you want to like intentionally devote? I mean, I guess other than like weightlifting or something. But right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, my biggest takeaway, dude, <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, if this would have been just my thing and I would have been like, yeah, I would love to make a podcast like that sounds like something I would do. I would have made one episode and then I would have stopped. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think my main takeaway, you know, that I can apply to larger life from this is that I should not go it alone on <laughs> big products. Like we're you need we're made who for are willing to watch TV shows for fifteen seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, we're made for community. Yeah, we're made for relationships. Yeah. and so like even if you are living independently like finding people around you who can come alongside you and get excited for things that you're excited about like yeah ah uh, it has added i mean it's made it like nobody none of our listeners want to listen to 70 episodes you know like how many hours of that like i don't know like 150 hours of one of us talking <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> I don't even want to think about that nightmare of a podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Big, and you are listening to The Big Podcast, a podcast where I explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. Like, nobody wants to hear that spinoff. No, they don't. <laughs> so, and that's what people always say, too. Like, they're like, you know, are you still doing the podcast? You know, I just... I just love listening to you guys. Like, you're obviously such good friends and you have such a good rapport and a good connection. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> right. That's like, glad you picked what makes up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that obvious? <laughs> so, oh, man. You guys yeah. should hear our bloopers. It is Oof. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine the phone calls that we don't record. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, this has been nice. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, yeah, we have one more uh, thing we need to talk about. Ah, yes. For the listeners. Yes, for the listeners. They need to know. What the heck are we doing now? <laughs> What's next? Why are we leaving them? What could be so good that we're going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Nothing is more important to me than you guys listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that we are not expats and have no business talking about life as expats in <laughs> Asia, what are we doing, right? That's an important question. For me, I am transitioning out of our work that Big and I both did as like field linguists, language researchers in Nepal. I did that for four years. It was an incredible freaking job, <laughs> but I'm kind of getting the inclination these days that it's time to transition on 
So I am opening my own business as a personal trainer and an online coach. Amazing. So I'm super excited. I'm in the early stages. I, I have some clients that I'm working with that I absolutely love. I am absorbing all the information that I possibly can <laughs> because I want to help people as much as I can. You know, I need to know yeah. my stuff. And uh, apparently, as we've established, I need to learn new things <laughs> constantly or else I will die. Don't forget to, like, let your brain rest sometimes. <laughs> Just yeah, sure. Unsolicited advice from me. <laughs> Seven and a half hours a night. What else could it want? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, working with a business coach, getting everything set up to be legal. Very exciting scary yeah i mean it's a hard left turn from (laughs) linguist to a personal trainer (laughs) owning your own business yeah yeah it's terrifying i would have never thought that i was going to be an entrepreneur i was like no i can't make it and now suddenly i'm like wait a minute i'm starting my own business every entrepreneur in enneagram three that i know right secretly (laughs) should have seen this coming (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Big things, mm. scary things, but mostly good things on the horizon. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to be sticking around Arkansas for now. I'm going to be in northwest Arkansas, which is a very cool place. But don't tell your friends. My plot to get you to move to California didn't work. <laughs> you know what? Arkansas is just so cheap. I know. I live in the mountain biking capital of the world. Like... It's a good group of people here. That's the dream. I can't wait to visit you again. Yes. I was blown away by how yes. beautiful it was there. Well, dude, I am so excited for you and so proud of you that you're doing something that's so different and kind of scary. But I think it's going to be worth it, man. Yeah. Just like having seen so far how much you love all of the pieces of what you're doing, how freaking excited you get about your clients' progress and yeah. things that they're doing and... Yeah, it's it's really fun to watch you be thriving in that. So yeah, yeah, super excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. What about you? Tell us. My plans are yeah, way less clear. <laughs> <laughs> I am maybe still an expat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Should we like so, zoom it down to be like so? What's next for you? What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I have plans through. I was going to say August, but that's not true in July. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm still working for an organization, just remotely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I I love, I love what we do. I love our work and, and still sticking through with that. So yeah, I may be transitioning out of that at some point, but I really don't know. Um, right now, I'm just sort of living in limbo transition of I'm kind of live in America but I also sort of live in Nepal (laughs) but I can't get to Nepal because of coronavirus stuff um so yeah I I'm trying to get back there I don't know how long I'll stay once I'm there but I'm trying to get back so I don't know how long I'll be there for or when I'll be able to go (laughs) and I'm just really taking it like one week at a time right now (laughs) sounds like a Um, good move Yeah. Yeah. So that's my life for the moment. Um, trying to find ways to have stability and and feel healthy, even though I can't really make any long-term plans. It's a hard balance. Yeah. But 
luckily, my family's amazing. I have some really great friends, both here in LA and other places, and I got the beach, so I can't complain. You can still complain, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks for the permission. <laughs> but good to recognize the yeah. good things. Yeah, I just have to, like, be careful that I don't create this, like, weird Pavlovian thing of, like, every time I'm sad, I go to the beach, and then when I go to the beach, I get sad. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to be in that spot. Yeah. <laughs> you got to choose a sad beach. Oh, just one specific beach where sadness yeah. happens. I yeah. like this. Like, kind of, I can have different beaches for different mm-hmm. situations. Mm, that is great yeah. advice. Thank you. Like, go to Malibu and just be sad <laughs> in Malibu. I've never been sad in Malibu. Well, Newport now's is a great time. M- my main sad beach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's TMI. Um, so... <laughs> I think you guys know just about as well as I do what's next for me in some. But I'm trying to trust God. That's a new exciting yeah. strategy of mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big thing, man. Uh, well, White, I think I think it's time to, to wrap up the episode. Wow. Okay. And wrap up literally the whole oh podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um the first thing we wanna say is oh my gosh patreon patrons you guys have been so incredibly amazing yeah we're so grateful to every single one of you however much you gave for however long you gave we just feel like so incredibly supported and loved by your guys's financial support and it really made the podcast possible Mm. um we couldn't have done it without you guys so thank you thank you thank you a million times. Thank you. Also, you can stop giving that. You don't need to keep giving us money. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but also, not just to our Patreon supporters, to everyone who's ever reached out to us, sent us a message on Instagram or Facebook, or we love the emails that we've gotten. And it has just been so cool and fun to hear from you guys and hear your own experiences and how you connected with us and... Yeah, it's such a delight. Like, I, I feel like I don't even have the words to express how much of a blessing that has been to us and how happy it makes us to know that you guys are excited to connect with us, too. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it would have been just us talking to each other and recording it. <laughs> into like, the you void. Guys, you, <laughs> you guys have made it into a podcast and you've been able like you've helped us shape that conversation so Mm. we thank you so much for actually interacting with us and for being like really cool like we haven't gotten we haven't gotten really weird messages or mean messages we've only gotten like really cool people man you guys are super cool that just doesn't happen (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for being awesome that's like our that's the summation of our entire three years of podcasting pretty much pretty much also to thank all of the people who have created the podcast with us for we've had some really awesome guests who have oh my gosh. taken time out of their schedule um to answer all of our weird questions and to, <laughs> you know like have big remind them to put the mic closer to their face <laughs> Um, and they've been, you guys have just been awesome. So thanks for sticking with us. And also 
special shout out, huge shout out to our friend Moon, who not only agreed to be a podcast guest (laughs) multiple times, but she also agreed to create the theme song for the pod. And? And it was like the night before she was flying to America. Yeah. She recorded that. <laughs> I feel like that was like such a game changer. Our podcast would not have been as cool without our amazing theme nope. music. We're eternally grateful. I would say we owe you, but I'm sure I've bought you so many beers since then. So. <laughs> Oh. oh man well yeah if you guys want to get in touch with us like for a while after this i can't promise for how long but our email still works and our instagram will still be up even though we won't be posting stuff all the time and yeah our website will be up for a while as well so mm-hmm. if you guys want to get in touch with us please do please still tell your friends about the podcast uh, we hope that it will still be helpful and fun and interesting to people who now are considering moving overseas or you know just because they didn't listen to it last year doesn't mean it's totally irrelevant now (laughs) but yeah you guys are awesome you're awesome and you're awesome white you're awesome big Nah, yes i am oh oh man well i think i think it's time to to say goodbye one last Nepali phone call. Okay, I- I'm going to hang up now. Should I put the phone down? Sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yep. I guess it's I'm gonna, time then. I'm going to hang up. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. I hope okay. I'll talk to you soon, though. Okay. Okay. La. La. Bye. 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 No, but... Ready as will ever be, baby. Yep. Okay. Should I say it in, like, a mournful voice? I don't know. How do you do (laughs) that? What tone am I looking for? (laughs) Hmm. Hello. I'm big. (laughs) Hello, I'm big and I am white. (laughs) This is a mournful tune. (laughs) I feel like you're just, like, in Les Mis now. (laughs) That's, That's fair. A very low-budget version of Les Mis. <laughs> In a closet. Okay, here we go. <laughs>